Welcome to Rich Black Woman, your destination to enlighten your life from the inside out, where we empower you to be rich in mind, body, and bank. Now, here's your host, Yaz. Well, welcome. This is Yasmeen, and I'm excited to introduce today's guest, Eric Givens. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today on Rich Black Woman. And today we've got a really awesome health professional, an award-winning fitness health and wellness professional. Eric Givens has trained some of the world's best bodies, including Pamela Anderson of Baywatch. That's um, a body of envy. So we're excited to hear what you have to say about what you do um, with clients such as Pamela um, but also your client list includes professional athletes and many other elite clients from banking professionals to CEOs. Eric's received numerous awards for natural bodybuilding and, in fact, is in the Venice Beach Bodybuilding Hall of Fame. Um, pretty impressive. And his base of expertise is kind of a mix of martial arts, gymnastics and bodybuilding. So, Eric, I know I, um, you know, one of the things here on Rich Black Woman is we're all about providing expert advice, tools and information to enrich the lives of black women inside and out. And you really Mm -hmm. can't have a a rich life if you're not feeling well, if you don't look well, um, if you're not able to really utilize uh, your full body. And uh, we know that health um, is in particular, you know, um, black people as a whole in America suffer from diabetes, suffer from heart disease and stroke at a lot more um, higher levels than, let's say, um, kind of the mainstream um, population. And there are a yes. variety of reasons for that, you know. Um, but yes, I think what we really wanted to gather from you were just you know, we're kind of in full in fully into 2017. And I know people are like me, they've already dropped off of the wagon. So you had some <laughs> New Year's resolutions and right. you weren't going to eat sugar. And now Girl Scout season has arrived and you've eaten three boxes of Girl Scout cookies like I have. So right, right. tell us, you know, what are some easy things one can do to kind of re-engage and start a healthy lifestyle? Well, I definitely would love to do that, Yasmin. First, I'd like to thank you for honoring me and that great introduction. Uh, I really appreciate it. I love what I do. And to answer your question, as far as what people do in particular in our community and women in general, they're really no different than men as far as it relates to starting and stopping. Many people have good intentions, they want the best for their health, but they have a difficult time finding that motivation to keep it continual. And the trick is, and you hear this time and time again, is you have to make it part of your lifestyle. Yeah. And by saying that, what I mean is, I use this example sometimes with young people or kids. I'll say, do you always like to brush your teeth? And generally people will say, well, you know, sometimes I forget, but usually early on in life, it becomes part of our lifestyle to brush our teeth. Right. We hope. We hope. Exactly. Exactly. Because whether you like it or not, you want to interact with people during the day. And most people would like you to have fresh breath and you would like to have it as well. So 
after a certain period of time in your life, you just come to accept it. And by doing that, it's not so difficult to do it. You don't, you don't really think about it. It's, it's like second nature. And there are other things like that, um, bathing, hygiene, um, getting dressed. Uh, and then if you want to look at the things that aren't so pleasant, say chores, uh, whether that be sweeping or mopping or washing the dishes, taking out the trash, um, or in the adult world, it's working for most people. <laughs> right. And uh, for younger people, it's school. It's just one of those things that you know you're going to have to do for at least 12 years in this country. And you just do it. And if you don't do it, you tend to have some problems if you're a dropout, quote unquote. But as far as health is concerned, you have to make it similar to those things. It needs to become part of your lifestyle. So it's not drudgery. It's something that you actually grow to enjoy. And the positive thing about health and fitness is the benefits of it. Um, you get an added benefit because you tend to feel good. Uh, you tend to look better. And it's something that's the foundation of everything else that you would do in life. This is something that I stress often. A lot of people put other things higher as far as priority. But when our health starts to falter or fail, Everything else takes a back seat because your health is the foundation of everything that you do. So I try to stress people. I try to stress to people to um, incorporate that, make it fun, make it something, make it uh, into something that you like. And as far as health and fitness goes, there's three basic principles and they're the same throughout history, time, culture. It's movement proper nutrition, and rest. And an underlying thing with that would be your mental attitude. Um, so but break it does, that down for us in terms okay. of the movement, the mindset, the nutrition. You know, yeah. what does that look like in real everyday life? Okay. Movement for many people, the the gym rat, if you will, that's what we call folks at the gym that are always there. They've embraced the whole bodybuilding, weightlifting lifestyle, and that's not for everyone. But for those people that do go to the gym, one of the reasons uh, weightlifting has survived for so long, whether that be calisthenic type exercises with you, with you, with you just using your body weight or resistance training of some kind, whether that be actual iron or weights or stretch bands or something else. The concept as far as a scientific approach is this resistance. Our muscles respond to some type of resistance and they tend to grow and get stronger and become better if that resistance is uh, regimented, segmented, and put into a, a regular routine. And in the gym, we call that sets and reps, basically. Um, you could be on a three-day-a-week workout or you could be on a split system where you work part of your body one day, part of your body another day. Advanced bodybuilders might be on a double split system where they're working part of their muscles in the early part of the day, another part of their body in the latter part of the day, and they switch it up on different days. Those are people that really have embraced that lifestyle. They're definitely into the gym lifestyle. 
But there are other people they don't like lifting weights. Um, a lot of times women may or may not like it. So maybe you might want to find something else you'd like to do. Maybe you like to ride a bike or maybe you like to play tennis or maybe you like to skateboard. Or maybe you like to skate or maybe you like to swim. Maybe you like to power walk. Maybe you like to just walk uh, in, in general. It really doesn't matter what you do. The important thing is that you're doing it and hopefully you're enjoying it. Um, and if you want to target areas, you need to work those areas. So if you find something that you like and it only involves a certain group of muscles in your body, say you like to walk um, and you walk a mile or two a day, maybe after you've started and you've done it for a month or so, you, you work your way back up to a mile or something. That's going to really be working your legs and your glutes and your lower body for the most part. You're not getting a lot of activity in your core or your stomach. You're not getting that much activity in your arms. Now, if you want to lose weight, you will lose weight probably because you're burning calories, assuming you're not eating a lot more to counteract that. But say, for instance, your arms are extra large or larger than you want them to be. You may want to target your arms by doing some arm exercises. And that goes back to my point about the gym and why it's been around for so long and why so many people use weights, because you can target specific areas and get a specific result a little bit better than just doing general exercise. But so would you recommend then kind of a combination? So, for example, I do Zumba. I fell uh-huh. in love with Zumba a few years ago. That's I excellent. had um, actually been laid off at the peak of the recession and uh-huh. had found myself with a whole bunch of time on my hands. And I was like, hmm, what are those ladies doing in that class? It looks really fun. Started right. doing Zumba, got addicted to it, basically became a Zumba groupie going to different instructors classes in the morning and the evening. And it was fun. There was also a lot of, um, I would say sisterhood, you know, with other uh-huh. women and Correct. it just became a part of my life. And I actually looked forward to it. But one of the things that I did notice was that I was getting this great cardio, but I wasn't necessarily getting the resistance training or the weights, you know? Um, yes. so how do you kind of balance that out? And what are some things that like people can actually fit in? Like they don't have an hour necessarily to do cardio and another hour to do weights or something, you know, what, is there any truth to like doing just 30 minutes a day or, you know, these kind of bite size routines that you could do? Well, generally, when you're talking about resistance training, if you shorten your workout, it generally has to become more intense to get the same benefit if it was a longer duration. Okay. So as people get better at what they do, they can raise the intensity. And if I was to explain that in layman's terms so they would understand it, say you do a 45-minute workout, you do three sets for your legs, three sets for your shoulders, three sets for your biceps, three sets for your triceps, three sets for your abs, three sets for your chest, three sets for your back. And you've got pretty much your whole body going. That might take you 40, 45 minutes. But say, for instance, you said, hey, I need to get this done in 30 minutes. How can we get all that squeezed in? Well, you might do those three sets for all those different muscle groups, but you might increase the weight. 
so it becomes more strenuous and you're doing it in a shorter period of time, but because it's heavier, it's going to be harder and more taxing on your muscles, which would give them, in theory, the same type of uh, workout that you would get in a longer duration. So when you're looking at weights and changing it, there's two or three variables. You can change the intensity, you can change the duration, or you can change the volume. And by that, what I mean, the intensity is basically how hard you make it. The duration is how long you make it. And the volume is how much you do. Those are the three parameters that people are generally changing. So if you see somebody in the gym for two hours, that's a long duration workout. You might see some other person in there who's only in there for 30 minutes, but they've got on two, three, 400 pounds. And they're really working hard, but they're doing it in a short period of time. Long story short, most people are somewhere between 30 minutes, I'd say between 45 minutes and an hour. And you're probably spent as far as your energy reserves. Um, We use something called glycogen. It's stored in our muscles and our liver. And that's the energy that you get from the food that you eat and the air that you breathe. If you're... In layman's terms, sometimes people will say, oh, my blood sugar's low. I feel weak. I haven't eaten. When you're working out, you definitely need to have your blood sugar high enough. Uh, you, you need to have some food in your system, usually about an hour before you work out so you don't get sick and you, there's not a competition between your food digesting and the muscles that you use when you exercise. Uh, I'll caveat, that's why people tell you not to swim after you've eaten a large meal because when you eat, your body focuses on digesting the food oftentimes above anything else. So if you ate a big meal and you jump in the pool, the reason you can get a cramp is because there's too much blood in your stomach and not enough in your muscles and you can drown. So that's where that comes from. Oh, interesting. Uh, I never do that. Yeah. But it's not as important when you're standing on the ground or when you're in the gym. So people don't talk about it as much. But that's really what's going on, and that's why you don't want to do it when you swim, because there's always a competition to digest food versus the blood being in your muscles when you're working out. Right. So so if you're not in the water, there's no worry that you're going to drown, but it's still not a good idea to do um, a lot of eating right before you work out. So, Eric, tell us, you know, I think for a lot of women, particularly, let's mm-hmm. say, your midlife and, you know, uh-huh. going into a gym chain can be very intimidating. Let's say you know you have some weight to lose and you see over, you know, on the elliptical, the cute little girls, um, you see the gym rats working out who are there for two hours a day. Right. You know, you can walk into that situation and just feel defeated and not know where to go. You know, what machine do I use first? I don't even know how to use this machine. So what are Mm -hmm. some things people can do if they're wanting to go to the gym, but they don't feel comfortable? You know, should they talk with the trainer there? Should they um, do some homework on the machines before they get there? So they kind of know what they want to try out and incorporate into their routine. I think that's a huge barrier for a lot of people, particularly as you get older, it becomes Mm -hmm. more intimidating. Right. I definitely totally understand. That is true. Um, As you get older or if you're just intimidated because you've never been a person that's involved in exercise that much, it's definitely a good idea to get some kind of guidance or help. Some gyms offer 
on the floor staff that can help you. Some of the gyms, I won't name any of them, but some of them that have a very low a monthly fee, they may not have as many people on staff to help you. But many gyms have some friendly people in there that will help you. One thing you can take advantage of now that wasn't around when I was starting is the Internet. You can get a great deal of information by just Googling pretty much any topic that you're interested in. So if it's, hey, beginning a new workout pro routine, what should I know? What, what are some of the do's and don'ts um, as far as exercising? But when it comes to the actual physical movement, it is a good idea to have some type of spotter or experienced person to kind of work with you so that you don't hurt yourself. Um, you don't want to overdo it. You want to start slow and gradual. And by that, what do I mean? If you've never worked out, and I've trained hundreds, if not thousands of people, um, if you've never worked out, and I've had clients from all walks of life, all body types, all ages, from ages, actually I'm teaching right now, and my youngest is six, but in the gym, I generally have had folks from age about 12 or 13 up to 84. And I'd say the vast majority of the people that I've worked with have been over 30, probably between 30 and 60. So I've worked with the middle age group, if you will. And for those people that may have been healthy when they're in high school or college, they might come back to the gym later after they put on some weight and they want to get in shape. You just want to start with someone that can help you walk through everything in a very methodical safe way so that you don't do anything wrong. Start off slow, meaning if you've had a sedentary job, if you have a sedentary lifestyle and you haven't been in the gym in years, assume you don't have any underlying major health issues. And if you think you do, you should always go to your doctor and have a physical first to make sure your heart is up to the task. Um, make sure there's no other problems. And when you start, you might only work out. 20 minutes that first day. The way I would take things is I always take people where they're at. And the first workout when I have a new client that is not active at all is I'll have them probably do one set of maybe 15 reps, 12 to 15 reps of whatever the weight is. And the way you determine the number of reps you do is, is how many can you do? If you can do 12 to 15 comfortably, then that's probably a good weight to start at. Um, some people ask that question. How do I know which weight to start at? Well, what can you do 15 times? And when I say 15, I mean you can do it 15 times, but you couldn't do it 20 times. Okay. So you don't, you don't want to put on five pounds when you actually should be using 25. Um, you want to put on a weight that is some resistance, but you can't do too much more than the required number. Um, I would generally have people do one set of each muscle group in their body because you're going to have what's called the DOMS. It's D-O-M-S, delayed onset muscle soreness. Uh, it's that pain that you get sometimes 24 hours later, 48 hours later. It usually happens, um, especially when you haven't worked out in a long time, like years or months. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And then as you progress, it can still happen even if you're an experienced exerciser, if your workout is intense enough or hard enough. 
And sometimes people experience this in other ways. Like say you haven't worked out, but you went on a vacation and it involved a lot of walking or a lot of stairs or you went to a church picnic or a job company picnic and you played softball and you haven't done it in 10 years. The next two or three days, you might feel areas in your body that you haven't felt in years. It's because those muscles got worked and you didn't get to warm up to it. You just jumped right into it. When you go to a gym, you don't necessarily want to start off that way. You want to start off gradual the way I described, maybe for a week or two, depending on your age and what kind of condition you're in. And then maybe after a couple of weeks, you push it up to two sets. And then generally, most people do about three sets of any particular exercise. Um, unless you're some kind of advanced athlete, you might get into something else. But for the general public, most people do about three, three to four sets, um, anywhere between eight and 18 reps at a weight that they can actually do that number. And that usually works well for people. And this is the good thing about weight training. After a month or two, you'll notice and see results. Even if it's you feel better, um, you have more energy, you're not as achy as you used to be, you notice you're a little bit stronger. After a couple months, you might notice that your pants are a little looser, uh, your blouse is a little looser, your skirt, you're taking up a couple of inches on your waist. And that's the motivation oftentimes that keeps people going and it helps them make it part of their lifestyle. So it sounds like to start small is okay and yes. to start with what you can handle. And Definitely. I think what I hear too is just that, you know, don't be afraid to raise your hand. Don't be afraid or intimidated because ultimately it's about you and your health and wellness. And I know when I go to the gym, I'm not really looking at other people. And, you know, even for folks who are, you know, more overweight or obese, uh, folks who I see who are actually taking it into their hands and making a decision to be there, I always mm-hmm. feel like bravo to them. And I think <laughs> that most of the people in the gym are like encouraging. You know, I've never really met anyone who was like, you know, um, look down on folks or anything like that. But it's like, it's hard going to the gym as it is. So when you see people right. who you know are trying to make a major change in their lives, you know, people are encouraging. And I think I would just um, encourage people, like if that's your barrier or you feel embarrassed, to not feel embarrassed. And you can actually find a lot of um, camaraderie and support from other people who are in the same boat or who have been there, you know, and maybe now they're transformed and it's a part of their everyday lifestyle. So I think those are great tips. Now, um, you know, we mentioned that you um, have helped not only Pamela Anderson, but several other folks who um, were on Baywatch, the original series. And it just made me think of, I know Baywatch is doing like a new movie or something like this coming up in a few months. So if we want to jumpstart our Baywatch bodies in like (laughs) three simple, quick and easy things to do, like this week, what would they be? Uh, three simple and quick things. Easy to do. Number one, drink more water. Okay. Number two, if you have access to stairs, which there are stairs everywhere across the world, across the city, yeah, across your town where you live, this take the true. stair, take the stairs if you can in the malls, at home, at work, 
in the office. Uh, I'm not saying if you work on the 15th floor to take the stairs. What I'm saying is if you work on the third floor and you haven't done anything, try the stairs for a week. Um, three floors for somebody who takes the elevator every day would probably be a challenge, depending on your weight and your knees and the last time you did that. But that would be a moderate, easy thing you could do. And the other thing I would say is um, when I say watch what you eat, what I mean is try to eat more natural foods and less processed foods. Process means it comes in a box. It comes in a container. I used to tell people if it's not a fruit, a vegetable, or meat, don't eat. That was kind of a phrase I would say to help them remember when they're looking at something, if it's not one of those things, a fruit, a vegetable, or a meat, don't eat it. Um, in my mind, that made it simple. Um, a lot of people like simple because life, life is complicated. Um, and if you can make that thing that we have to do all the time, eat something that's more simple, um, it helps people. So when you go to lunch with your friends at work and you're looking at a plate of lasagna and, you know, uh, some bread and a Diet Coke, mm, that's that not a good. <laughs> yeah. It's not a fruit. It's not a vegetable. Uh. There is some meat in lasagna and there is some tomato sauce, but it's the pasta, which is processed, which in and of itself is not a bad thing. And this is another thing. I'll just throw it out there. You shouldn't place value judgments on food. There's no value judgment on food. It's just if you know you have have a problem with your weight and you would like to be smaller or, you know, you have problems with your blood sugar or you have problems with your salt. And your heart or your hypertension or what have you, you have to make smarter choices. And it's for your health. It's not because I'm trying to be, you know, a dictator, tell you what to eat. It's for your betterment that you try to do these things. Um, vegetables and protein basically are a good way to go. Uh, some people look at protein in different ways. Uh, Food is only broken up into three categories. Generally, when you take a biology class or a nutrition class, there's proteins, there's carbohydrates, and there's fats. So when people say don't eat carbs, uh, what they're really saying is don't eat processed carbs. Because if something's not a protein, which is basically something that comes from an animal, um, if something's not a fat, most of your fats also come with your proteins or they come from animals. Um, then it's going to be a carbohydrate. Now, carbohydrates like vegetables, they have fiber in them, um, and they have other vitamins and mineral vitamins in particular and things that you need. So those are the carbs that you want to go for. You don't want to go for the pastas and the processed uh, wheat or what have you. You want to stay away from that stuff. But it's not because it's bad. It's because you've probably eaten too much already. And that's why we're having this conversation in the first place. But never taste, place value judgments on food. Once you get to the place you want to be, have at it. Eat what you want to eat. Um, hopefully by that time you'll eat healthier anyway. Um, and hopefully as long as your health is good, you can eat different things at different times. But once again, I'll go back to that lifestyle comment. 
if your lifestyle is, say you look at it in school terms where we get a grade, 90% is an A, 80% is a B, 70% is a C. If in your health lifestyle you're living at about 80 to 85%, that's a B or a B plus, it's not going to matter if you have 10 or 15% of gel or chocolate or, uh, you know, a little bit of alcohol, if that's what you do, or some cake or some ice cream or, or what have you. I'm not that kind of person. And there's several books I've read, probably the one that talks about this in somewhat greater detail is Blue Zone, a guy named Dan Butler. He's written a few books, but they talk about people that have made it to the centurion age around the world. A lot of people that are 100 or 90 plus and they still have really good health. He's looked at some of the common denominators in those five groups. Uh, Sardinia, Italy, Loma Linda, California, Costa Rica, Okinawa, Japan, and uh, I believe he added the uh, Greek Isles to that. Those places you see people that live a long life and they're healthy. And he looked at some of the common denominators. And they don't all eat like somebody, you know, at the yoga studio. They eat sensible, but they have a good life. And that's kind of what health and fitness is really about. Um, doing things so that you can have a good life live a long time and be around your loved ones and the people that mean a lot to you for as long as possible. Well, there you heard it folks. And I couldn't have said it better. Some definitely some pearls of wisdom, Eric Givens. Thank you for joining us. So ladies, it's time to get information. It's been my pleasure. Jasmine. My pleasure. And get those Beyonce bodies toned and beautiful for the coming <laughs> summer. Um, remember it's one step at a time and it's a gradual lifestyle change. Um, to incorporate over your life one day at a time. If you yes. uh, want to check us out on Facebook, you can at at rich black woman on Instagram at rich black woman. And um, if you want to holler at Eric Givens and get his information, tweet us um, at rich black woman or leave us a message and inbox us at rich black woman. And we'll be sure to connect you. So Eric, thank you very much. And we're out. Once again, it's been my pleasure. I mean, yes, I mean, everything that you're doing is great. And uh, anybody that's listening, she's going to have lots of great topics. And this was just one of them. But health is always the foundation. And I was it was my pleasure to be here and talk with you today.